up, dudes? What's up? Hey, brah. How high are you? Uh, moderately. Go finish it off. Hey, go rip that bong. Please. Try to feeling on your patio. So you just be- um, it, it's raining. It's all wet out there. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, like, for real, though, we want you to get really high, Tolbert. I'm about to. I'm going to take a monger. <laughs> no, 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 Katie. No, he's not high enough. It's his gimmick, Katie. I'm drunk, and that's enough. I'm not drunk. Yes, you are. <laughs> I've been painting all day. He's so high I'm... off of fumes. Katie's not high <laughs> off of marijuana. Yes, he is. That's a different kind of high. No, he needs more. He needs so much more. Don't egg this on. <laughs> yeah, no, we have to. <laughs> I told her it's Sunday, damn it, and I'm going to get drunk. Yeah, welcome to Two Dollar Steak uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, this is Tolbert, your host for this 420 Extravaganza episode 5420. Why is this yeah, internet boy. being crappy? <laughs> is my internet being crappy? Dude, it's perfect. Keep going. All right. So today we have joining us Aaron. It's for my anxiety CBD Vardom. That's right. Woo, it's legal. <laughs> Big Mike, don't pass that shit to me, Mauer. Nope, only vodka for me, boys. And uh, Cookie forgot to pay my internet bill. Shagwell. <laughs> it's paid. It is paid. Yeah. So uh, welcome to the podcast. And if you've been listening to the past couple uh, <laughs> weeks, you've... Uh, you know, we've switched some hosts. We've uh, pulled uh, the move and uh, we switched instruments, boys, like a shitty indie band. And uh, here we are. But we have a special set of uh, matches for you today, uh, all featuring some of our favorite lovable stoners and drug users from the WWE. Um, yeah. <laughs> How you been, Tolbert? Uh, I don't really know where to go. I've been good. It's been a good day. It's uh, It's been a, a rainy, gloomy Sunday here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Right. We're uh, still on lockdown. We've been doing what we can to uh, keep sane. Yeah, so uh, you're, I, we just saw your wife go by, and you just hit a bong inside your living room. Katie, did, did you smell that at all? <laughs> what's on fire? <laughs> did she just say what's on fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does it smell funny? <laughs> Smells like pine cones in here. This <laughs> <laughs> must be April. This right, be a terrible episode. Yeah, go back to the the yeah. Go, come come so, forward, Dobert. It's been uh it's been a crazy week. So we we sp- still been on lockdown for uh, <laughs> you know all this shit going on. Um, you know we've been watching wrestling, we've been hanging out, we've been drinking, we've been doing projects around the house. Uh, Mike kind of had his second son at one point. I did, yeah. Uh, baby number two came Easter morning. Yeah. So that was, was pretty exciting. Tolbert rolled into my house around 3.05 in the morning to be there when Elliot woke up. And Elliot brought you a treat, didn't he, Tolbert? Well, actually, Elliot woke up before I did, right? So I forgot to put the baby gate up, and Elliot's at that age where uh, he's mischievous. You have to watch that little booger every second. 
So he wakes up before I did, and I wake up to him with uh, the remote to the TV in his hand, jingling my keys, and I smell something. It's just, it's just, I'm like, oh my God, what is that smell? And I get closer, I get the remote and my keys back, you know, stop him from setting off my car alarm. Oh, Elliot, what, dude, and I just happened to take the peek. Oh, what's oh. going on? And uh, th- this is what it looked like I saw in his diaper. Right here. <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Wait a minute. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. What's up, dude? Robert, is that you? Uh, oh, that's that's uh, not me. It looks like we have a special guest. Hey, man. What's up, dude? Hey. What's up, man? What's up, man? Lighters up, man. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Hey, hey, strangers! Oh, uh, we we yeah. have uh, a special guest here yet again, uh, Mister uh, Zane Diggity Dawson. Saw <laughs> it, saw it. Look, dude, I just wanted to, you know, just spread the love, man. Can you guys see my shirt now? Yeah. What music you festival see? did you just leave, dude? Look, man, this fucking four twenty, fucking <laughs> that the people were protesting at the fucking amphitheater, and your boy was there. Okay, I mean, fucking, <laughs> fucking Soja was there, bro. I mean, so- it, was, <laughs> it was it was fucking Brett the Lit Man Heart, man. You see that <laughs> me, that gift? Hey, look, man, I got a Who's question. Soja. Oh, dude, Soja? You don't even know, bro. Cookie, Cookie, yeah, are you cookie, familiar? Bro. Oh, no. man. Dude, come on, man. I know fucking Tober knows who Soja is, don't you? For, embarrassingly enough, I do. Like, Dude, dude, here. Let me let me just ask the group, okay? Let me just ask the group. I mean, did, did you guys really think that, yeah, yeah, uh, 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 hold on, man. Oh, hold on. I mean, did you, Tober, did you really think that I wasn't going to do a damn heel run in? Oh, man, for for a minute, I thought Aaron wouldn't pull it again on me. I'm hooking up, Tober. I'm hooking up, Tober. (laughs) Let me tell you something, damn it. Okay? I know we're all quarantined, and I know we're all taking part in extracurricular activities. Okay, but damn it, obviously yours is affecting your hosting ability. It's over, okay? I have been called to do a damn heel run in, and I'm ruined. 420 is ruined. The 420 episode is ruined. It's over, okay? I hope you done got your damn jokes in because it's over with. Hey, Zane, just, just smoke some weed, man. Hey, You'll be okay. Just calm down. It's over. Damn it. See, you got me on 420's fucking my brain up, Cookie. Okay, listen. Now, but aside that, I came to do the damn heel running on you, Tobes. Okay? And I know you're going to represent for all the 420 community and kill this shit. <laughs> but, hey, I got a bigger question. Okay? Yes, sir. Yes. My question goes to Aaron Dan Barnum. Okay, last time you cut yeah. my damn feed, and I want to know what the hell is going cut on it. with my 30-minute match. Cut you're the gonna feed. Cut him again? Why cut him again? again? What the shit? Cut him. Yeah. Oh, Varner, hey, you gonna do that to me? Uh, I was on a roll. I was vibing. I was finding my flow. Could you not tell? The the soja joke was worth oh my, every second. Oh my god, dude, that is a throwback and a half for all the Wilmingtonian stoners out there. 
it, they're still around. Cookie it might be a little before your time, but Soja was the whitest of white boy reggae bands. And that, I hate white boy reggae more than oh anything my God, in this world. Cookie and uh, yeah, they were they were a, a thing for a while. Um, anyway, that was great. <laughs> that was like really I'm, I'm looking them up right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're not gonna find anything. So uh, before we had that hill run in, I was uh, discussing uh, <laughs> Mike's eldest son, Elliot's shitty diaper, change, <laughs> which is a complete blowout, which now I, I've heard of the blowout, you know, and now I know what a blowout is. And it was, uh, I don't know what was worse, the smell and the, the size of the dump or him laughing <laughs> and smiling and with him with his hands behind his head the whole time. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely... The first time you see it, it's an alpha move. Um, a child yeah. shitting their pants, laughing at you while, while you're gagging it up. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was uh, it was interesting. Yeah, I, I hope to pull that move when I'm 80 at a nursing home, <laughs> and I just like I'm just laughing at a CNA while they wipe my shit up. And you just look at Elliot, and Elliot's got that 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 uh, Jack Nicholson gif where Jack Nicholson's like. Like shaking his head from the departed. Yeah. In the process of uh, changing his diaper and, you know, taking care of his morningly needs, he ordered Trolls uh, World Tour. (laughs) He ordered it? Yeah, so we're we're sitting in the hospital, and Amanda, I mean, obviously gives birth. We do our our thing. We're loving up on our new son, Hudson. And uh, Amanda just gets her phone and, like, gets an email. It's like, um somebody ordered trolls for $20 and I'm like, so I text <laughs> 6 30 in the morning. <laughs> I text Chris. Yeah. And I'm like, it was, it's yeah. 6 30 in the morning. I was like, Hey man, like I'm just, I don't care if you did or not. Like it's not a big deal. It's 20 bucks. You're doing us a huge favor, but did you order trolls world tour? <laughs> and if so, did you do it for Elliot? And he goes, Oh no, I totally didn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Elliot ordered himself trolls world tour. Did he watch it at least? Did you uh, watch well, it? I was he, about to ask. He, it's supposed to be a good flick. It it ran through, and so the Amazon guy wasn't going to refund me my money. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I'm like, look, dude, it's a Fire TV. You can hit six different buttons, order a bunch of shit, and never know it because if it's not set on the Fire TV on your TV, you're not going to know. And uh, yeah, so I got my twenty dollars back. <laughs> there we go. Win, Trolls win. two from the real troll, Elliot. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, where were we guys? So uh, it's 420 tomorrow. We're all excited. Maybe a couple of us are excited. Exactly. Two of us are. It's uh, it's usually a very communal event. We all get together and we all put our mouths on the same things together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's usually like, pause. pause. <laughs> Double pause. <laughs> but, uh, that's not going to happen. So we're going to have to celebrate the best way we can. And that's play video games all day long. And, you watch know. professional wrestling and watch pro wrestling exactly jesus that's a lot of wrestling <laughs> i'll be at work boys um i will be too <laughs> so you guys have uh, fun. i won't be <laughs> me neither me neither hey, cook, so maybe yeah. we can chat hey, how about this how, there we go you ever get through uh to des who me they, cookie. cookie yes you, okay you want an employment you got oh, it. I uh, I've been like five days and I haven't heard anything. I'm just I've, trying to figure out if you're going to WrestleMania or not, Cook. That's all. Hey, Mike, oh, do you, do you they, find it ironic, Mike, that the two unemployed uh, members of our group are also the two stoners of the uh, wrestling podcast? <laughs> I, I I think that is ironic. Yes. Uh, is it a coincidence that uh, <laughs> they are also unemployed? Listen, listen, the coronavirus. <laughs> Times are tough right now, guys. It's a bitch. 
I was just thinking, you know? It's, there's yeah. a pandemic going around, if you haven't heard, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, yeah, just association isn't causation is, is a thing we like to say. So because it appears that way doesn't mean we can stereotype an entire... Right, universe. right. Okay. All right. Just yeah. making sure. All right. There you go. I, yeah. I'm lo- he lost me there. I don't know what <laughs> Mike said. Uh, no taxation <laughs> without representation. I think he's... <laughs> Something about reopening. See, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Oh, let me let me find my notes here, boys. Oh my god, yeah, he doesn't even have notes. notes. All right, all right, we're good to go, boys. It's a four twenty episode. It's actually four nineteen, but uh, maybe Varnum will edit this tonight, and we can release it tomorrow. I or, guess I might. I might. <laughs> we'll see. You might just smoke too much CBD and just yeah, get- it's legal. <laughs> All the wrestlers we feature today are lovers of the cannabis, God's holy plants, and uh, we're going to feature him here today, y'all. And uh, first up is uh, Big Mike. Big Mike, you have the Godfather versus Farouk, Sunday Night Heat, 1998. Stole my gimmick again. That's that's my thing as I say the date. Oh, that's... Um, Sorry, man. All right, so we got the Godfather and Farouk. Sunday Night Heat, October 18th, 1998. Um, Jim Cornette is on the mic as well as somebody else. Amy, man. Is that Shane? Yes. Oh, how about that? I did not know that. Um, so to start off, Farouk is, was the leader of Nation of Diamond. Yeah, so uh, this is towards the breakup of the Nation of Domination. Right? Well, it had just had happened, run. I think. Yeah. Yes, it just this this is in the process of uh, the breakup of the Nation. Uh, so at the moment, the Rock was getting really hot. The Godfather was starting to branch off to do his own thing, and uh, D'Lo uh, had formed his own friendships as well. Right. <laughs> so, so I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, Farouk does not look like he imbibes in the cannabis. Um, he looks like just a good Southern grandpa at this point. Like he's got his morals. He's got, yeah. Yeah. Like he, part he of the nation there. He just, goes to church on Sundays. He wears a suit. He sings hymns. He does it all. Now so, the go-, go ahead. Mike, I was just going to say, did you know that, um, that Farouk was a defensive lineman for the Florida state, uh, Seminoles? Uh, long time. He didn't show me any of those kind of moves like I did last week when breaking it down, but I could definitely tell because this man – He's huge. He's jacked. He's yeah. strong. He's pretty quick. And, I mean, how old was he in this match? Like late 30s, uh, early 40s? Yeah. Like He I mean, also he, – he's in the College Football Hall of Fame. He and, looks great. Uh, in Florida he, State, He yeah. uh, was a two-time All-American, 1979 and 1980. He uh, played for the Tampa Bay Bandits and the Ottawa Rough Riders in USFL. Oh, wow. He was on the offseason and practice squad for the one and only Cleveland Browns in 1981. Yeah, so you know he's a pile of shit at football then. Um, (laughs) So anyway, all right, so Farouk's already in the ring for the link that I get. Uh, Godfather goes to make his entrance. The Godfather. Um, Tolbert actually did me a favor. He... He gave me a, a secondary entrance to watch of The yes. Godfather, and then 
this match link because I wanted to see you like a proper yeah entrance, yeah so and, I, and that's I knew you did that is after I watched this is it proper okay improper, did anyone yeah. else get riled up when they heard the Godfather's entrance so now does that mean you get a boner all right from his so, entrance no, 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 oh come on now <laughs> at this get point in time up. I was I was a young toll bear and uh, all of us were sitting in the living rooms and when you heard the you entr- were a, a toll cub yeah, Tolkien. When you heard the Ho Train, when you heard the Godfather's music, oh man, you know to look over your shoulder and make sure your parents weren't coming in because you know a train of hoes were coming out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you, you did what you had to do. <laughs> and and that's kind of why I appreciate it because the length for the match does not doesn't give the Godfather's Ho Train the respect that it I, I'm they deserve. deserved. So the first link. Um, they clearly went down to a strip club. That's literally what they did. And hired women. Because I'm like, these ladies are way too comfortable wearing this, like, way too little clothes in front of way too many people. And then I'm like, oh, they're all wearing eight-inch heels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but if we flip to the match um, hose, they were clearly very uncomfortable. Um, I don't, they did not get these women in a strip club. And it was so, also uh, a little bit later <laughs> as well. Okay. So the uh, video opens up. Godfather is talking down to Farouk about hoes and such, you know, pimp <laughs> things. And um, basically telling him that, you know, he doesn't want to have to fight him. But he will if he has to. But what he'd rather do is just, you know, get paid. So, you know, hey, Farouk, you take one of these ladies and then you pay me. We'll be on our way. We don't have to do this. Um, long story short, Farouk says basically declines his offer and, and tries to fight him. Um, it's what so the entire link is six minutes. This <laughs> yes, Godfather quick. talked for probably about three. Um, it's not a squash match or anything by that means, but it's it's just a quick little kind of build up because what this I mean, so this is a Sunday night heat. Um, it is the lead-in show to the Judgment Day pay-per-view. So, so Mike, uh, just to give you a little history on Sunday Night Heat, it was something they used to do. It came on USA. It came on actual network television. So as a child, if you didn't have the money or you weren't able to order the pay-per-view, you just had to watch the Sunday Night Heat and watch the sad countdown to the pay-per-view. And they just tease you with these storylines. Um, you know, sometimes you would get the pay-per-view and you'd switch it over and you'd be like, all pumped. Sometimes you didn't, but at least you got something. on Sunday So I, I distinctly remember running across one of these when I was a kid and went, oh my God, wrestling, this is awesome. And like, got to see like six minutes of it and then he cut the pay-per-view and I was like, no, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would turn it to the Squiggly channel and try to like watch the wrestling matches <laughs> through Squiggly. I did that with a different channel after my parents. Uh, the Spice bed. Channel. Yeah, I did it too. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a quick match. Uh, like, Fruk um, kind of gets some early offense in. And the, I mean, these guys are – they're not, quote-unquote, getting their shit in. But, like, it's just – you know, they're, they're bruising, they're fighting, they're brawling real quick. Um, Fruk gets, like, a, a two-count – He's getting his early offense. Godfather reverses it. He gets some stuff in. Farouk goes up to a corner post, gets knocked down, hits his nuts. Um, Godfather hits this big, massive kick, gets the one, two, three. Um, essentially, at, at during the later parts of the quote-unquote match, 
Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown actually came out, kind of distracted both of the other members of the Nation of, Do- uh, Nation of Domination, right? Correct. And um, after the match, Mark and D'Lo actually start beating up both of both Farouk and Godfather. And then we get a rock run in to save the day. They run out. And all this is actually just made to build up the pay-per-view and like make you buy in. But boys, what I really wanted to buy into was is Cassie the daughter of a serial murdering mom? Check out all new silk stockings. Jim Cornette made me want to find out what happened on silk stockings that night at nine o'clock. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought the commercial. Oh my God. (laughs) So glad. That was One second. I knew that like, so silk stockings was kind of like a soft core sort of like really trashy show that they would air right after raw or right after like whatever shows that they were having going. And the very first shot, of the like open scene was a woman's leg. It was just a woman's leg taking up like the entire length of the screen. And you just see her put on a pantyhose. <laughs> I remember I, this. Vividly. I remember this shot because it was like, I knew as soon as that came on, like I had to turn the channel immediately. Your mom's going to walk in. <laughs> yeah. there, there are, so there's another show they mentioned as well. Nikita. Well, not the film Nikita. There's one in between. Uh, Pacific Blue. Oh, yes. Pacific Blue! <laughs> so if you aren't familiar, Cookie might be a little uh, young for this. My brother and I love the show. It usually came on after wrestling. Um, it was about some Southern California bike cops. that <laughs> They bust, were like literally bicycle cops. They would like bust 360s and like hit the perp with the back tire and like arrest them. And they like pop willies and like cruise the strips for babes and then like do a backflip and like, wee, 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 like arrest somebody. It was great. So it's way back. Sounds like now that I know that, like TV. <laughs> now that I know that Shane McMahon was the other guy in commentary, it makes it actually even funnier. Cause that Pacific blue read was funnier, but I didn't know who did it. So I didn't want to mock it, but um, <laughs> just knowing that he had to do the, So what the video six minutes, the first three minutes are Godfather shit talking. There's a three minute match and, Two minutes, a minute and a half of the three minutes is um, they're reading up lines for the USA shows. So, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's something I eat. That's, it is what it is. It's a know? great link, and you know what? You know they're they're just trying to get a rub on the pay per view. But I actually really, <clears throat> maybe not so much the match, but I appreciate what Sunday Night Heat was. <clears throat> so now you get this typical pre-show, and you know they have like one or two matches. Occasionally, your favorite tag team loses the titles on the pre-show of a WrestleMania thing. Like, <laughs> occasionally it happens, and it sucks. It's fucking terrible. It's the worst shit. And it's barely ever entertaining. But this, this I can appreciate. This gets you to literally, literally buy in. It, it, it did. Like, my brother and I would run to my dad. And, like, I've mentioned this before in our earlier episodes. We would run with, like, rolled coins, literally, like, and dollar, punch him. Like, You'd punch your dad with a roll of coins? <laughs> We'd like run up to him like, can we please order the pay-per-view? It's coming on in 15 minutes, and you then, know? And that's the point. It's like yeah. you might be on the edge, and then all of a sudden you see D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry come out, powerbomb Farouk and the Godfather, and you're like, what the fuck? And then The Rock runs out, and you're like, oh, my God, i got to spend $50 on this tonight because – Back then, it was like twenty nine ninety five. Either way, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that it it was a legit buy in show, and it made people go nuts because I mean the pop for the, 
for D'Lo and Mark Henry coming out was big, and then the pop for The Rock was huge. So, uh, and yeah. in this mine, mine, uh, this leads into Aaron's match, correct? Correct. It does. So yeah. this is the so, pre-show for Judgment Day 1998, which is a pre-show for Aaron's match. We'll get to that. Um, but the reason I gave you this match is one because it was short. She just had a baby. Two, Jim Cornette's on commentary. Uh, three, it was a pre-show for Aaron's. Uh, I don't know what else. It also, it featured The Godfather, and we watched Dark Side of the Ring. We've been watching that religiously the past couple weeks, and we found out that most of uh, Godfather's WWE career, he was out back smoking cannabis. Dude, did you see the jacket <laughs> he was wearing in one of the links you gave me? That's also why I gave it to you. The, the, uh, the Mike, what did this said, jacket say? It said 419, just give me a minute. <laughs> yes. and also uh did you happen to catch his uh tagline which he said this quite a bit <sighs> on national yes. tv it is light up a fatty for this pimp daddy <laughs> yeah i i missed i i actually caught that i forgot to write yeah. it down but yeah no uh so the I, Godfather, I listened to that and it was yeah i don't know how so, it got on tv but i so yeah. he was he was very open with it very blatant and uh apparently the network execs had no clue about the slang or terminology. They didn't know what well, a fatty was. They didn't know what a blunt was. So he kind of got away with this. I mean, Some it, was of the the 90s. it was late 90s. So it's still, it's still that counterculture kind of of the 90s. Yeah. Like these, these old white men don't understand weed culture. No. And this is kind of the rise. Everyone, if you look at our links, all the matches are in 1998. I kind of chose them because – this is kind of the height of 420 Weed Culture, High Times Magazine, all this crazy shit where, you know, medically it's starting to become available. You know, it's starting to become more mainstream, you know. Uh, so this was a crazy time for wrestling, a crazy time for weed culture <laughs> in general. But the Godfather, uh, he flaunted it the whole time. Uh, some of the other wrestlers, <laughs> sorry, I, I hit my beer glass there. Uh, some of the other wrestlers are kind of jealous that he got over with this gimmick because they had to keep it under wraps and keep it tight. But he was also so over, and the network execs had no clue what was going on. Uh, he got away with it. But um, I looked up some history. He actually didn't even start smoking until he was 28 years old. <laughs> uh, he actually started smoking on the date of uh... – <laughs> No, but so he's uh, uh, kind of like myself, a later in life smoker, you know, where he, he kind of just didn't do it and then, you know, realized the benefits and had a good career, you know, <laughs> even though he was uh, the unemployment the whole time. <laughs> no, he's, uh, he, he is very much not on unemployment. He's, uh, he's got a good life. <laughs> so, Mike, that leads us to your haiku. Or not so high Q, should I say? My not so high Q. <clears throat> Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Farouk said, "No ho." <laughs> Godfather feeds him a boot. Pimping ain't easy. It is not. <laughs> it is. It isn't. You know, I've never tried it. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm glad. That's pretty good, Mike. I like that. Oh like, man, oh, there's so much good uh, stuff that you can do with Godfather's gimmick. There was there was a lot of content in that six minutes. Um, there was, just, there was. I, and, I can uh, empathize now with with Tolbert to kind of titrate that into 17 syllables. A little hard. Yeah, it's it's not easy. It's not easy what I do. The high spot is not as easy as it looks, guys. Nor is pimping. 
<laughs> Nor is pimping. Which How did they let that on TV? I still don't get it, man. Oh, man. That was, it was uh, a different time. And I, I touch a, a little bit on that during my match. Like, 19... 19- it was a different time. Yeah. It, 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 that whole generation, my brother's generation, are just a bunch of assholes. <laughs> like, like, wrestling fans in Generation X, I'm like, Jesus, man, y'all are terrible. Yeah. It was it was nuts. And then this is the time we're all coming of age and watching this every Monday and Sunday night, you know, and uh it, it's just nuts. So Mike, um so You got a shit list? <laughs> <laughs> you got a shit list, Mike? That's my line. Hey Mike, do you have a shit list this week? Yeah, which one are we doing first? Do we have a shit list? Is it social media? I don't know. <laughs> I'm usually trying to finish my notes and write my haiku at this point. <laughs> That is that is correct. Tober had to be uber prepared this week because <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Speaking of Uber, it is the one year anniversary of the Uber ride from hell. Today is, is one year one year today. anniversary that Tolbert threw up in an Uber. Just want to let you. Oh know. man, just just putting it out there to the universe. All right, before we get to the social media update, um, we've got a sponsor this week. So ooh, oh yeah. okay. You tell. It's a it's a cold chilling place out there. Uh, it snowed in Ohio this week, boys. Did you know that? Um, no, did not. Right, well, in case you hate living in North Carolina, you could be unemployed in Ohio. Mm. That's true. Uh, everyone's staying in inside, Ohio. watching a lot of TV, listening to some podcasts, some maybe even Netflix and chilling. If you're one of the lucky ones who have the opportunity to share this extended time with someone you love... Make sure you keep this week's sponsor in mind, Trojan Condoms. (laughs) Trojan Condoms are like the Heinz ketchup of prophylactics. The Q-tip of contraceptives. The Band-Aid of rubbers. Needless to say, Trojan Condoms are a staple. A foundation of this society. Everyone is being asked to cover your faces. Well, we're asking you to cover your dicks. What this country doesn't need is a bunch of fucking babies in December. So listen to me. Make sure you take this time to get yourself a few Trojan condoms on your supply runs, because God forbid you end up with multiple kids. Is that it? it? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Obviously, they're not sponsoring you. (laughs) And personally, is your family? Are you? Did you? Were you raised Catholic? Is that? No, I have two kids. Like that's like a normal middle class Methodist lifestyle. <laughs> You're not a Robinson. <laughs> oh, oh, Mike. Anyway, yeah. anyway. All right. So I we have a new sponsor. You know, maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. rubber duckies. You know, if you're alone, you probably don't need a condom to fuck a rubber duck. But you know, if you're gonna fornicate with your partner, please, please do it safely because yes, the uh, maternity wards don't need to be overrun around Christmas time. Um, Social media update this week. Instagram, 122 followers. Tolbert had a whopping four posts. (laughs) One of which was um, basically a copy of Aaron's post regarding my son's birth. So I appreciate that, Tolbert. Um, I told him to do that. So I I I appreciate that. Yeah. The (laughs) other post... What? I can't tell you about the lead up. What was it? <laughs> so Aaron and I were texting back and forth about 
something about dinner. Like I was making dinner or he's going to come over for dinner. Uh, it's something. And he was like, you know, post this. And he was like referring to the baby. And I was like, what? My, my dinner? And he was like, no, the fucking baby. Post about the He's baby. like, you want me to post that I have an extra plate for you, Aaron? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it was Easter dinner. That's what it right. was. <laughs> no. Was post about the new child. <laughs> so um, you're welcome. Uh, we got some more carefully curated, cur- curated content on Instagram of all of Aaron's Japanese wrestling <laughs> magazines. That's a lot of wrestling. Jesus. That's Aaron has continued his just deep dive in spending on wrestling memorabilia and bought a fuck ton of Japanese wrestling mags. And of other things. <laughs> Aaron, uh, are, you, are you just planning on flipping through pictures and just oohing and on? I, I, well, yes. Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, I think, you know, I'm trying to, like, get a cache of stuff that we could possibly, you know, give out in the future, like, with our podcast and get, like, yeah. followers and do giveaways and stuff to be more interactive you. with everybody. So, when when and if we start that, are you going to mail them out on time? Yes. I Yes. I will do that, but I, I, I can't guarantee, like, I'm going to be like that guy that's like, I don't want to give this away now. I kind of want to keep <laughs> this one. You're a hoarder. I'm not a hoarder. I'm really You're not. My house is hoarder. not that bad. Well, with wrestling. Poor yeah. Andrew had to wait months to get his cards, and then his wife didn't even give him the envelope for another month or two. Anyway. Hey, thank you for listening, Andrew. Yeah, Tolbert had a, uh, a, nice, a very nice heartfelt post. Was it Howard Fink passed away this week? Yes. Who is yeah, Howard Finkel. Fink? Finkel. Finkel Famous announcer. He was like the voice of WWE. He was the first um, employee for Titan Sports in like 1981. He started announcing at Madison Square Garden in 1977. He was the guy that that, the following is like he's got a very distinctive voice. They like they burn through announcers nowadays. So right. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty cool that. 25 years. He was the longest 10-year employee for WWE. The, uh, the real cool thing, wow. I saw somebody posted a picture with him, and then another like poster mentioned the background picture. So it was a picture of Howard when he it must have been in a nursing home or something like that. But there was a big sign on the wall that said, at 8 o'clock on Mondays, please, please turn yeah. the channel, whatever, for USA Network. And it was like, with Stone Cold. Yeah, uh, so he was oh, still yeah, like – and like props to that that facility staff for you know just trying to like keep somebody happy that way. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Last Instagram post because there's only four, so I'm just going through them all. Uh, Tobert's RVD post. shirt, Can't guys. Wait. That was the pre-order. Can't wait to get that. Yeah. In the mail. So I want I want to ask you guys this. So Aaron, you know wrestlers, um, boys. You might have opinions, but like, how do you guys feel buying these one-off shirts, knowing that the wrestlers that they're mentioning don't get anything for it? All right, so let's go to the next topic and uh, let's uh, not talk about this. You know, because me, I've, I've bought two WWE shirts in my life, and both of the the guys got some money for that. Yeah, um, well, this is art, Mike. This is art. Okay, I'm just saying. All my guys are dead that I you, buy. I'm wearing a Bruiser you guys Brody are shirt. Shitty people, and you should feel bad about yourself. Um, no, we're just uh, we're collectors of bootleg uh, <laughs> merch of one-off obscure things. Uh, Carefully listen, it was curated. In the, the moment it was at Wrestlecade. I couldn't help it. <laughs> but we support the wrestling industry. We uh, we do what we. We make up Feed for leeches. it. Feed leeches. I'm trying to say. We make yeah, up. we do. We do make up for it in other venues. I think. 
All right. Yeah. This right. Superhuman That's a hot take, Mike. That's a hot take. Just to fuck superhuman. <laughs> All right. Twitter this week. Uh, slow week. Um, pretty calm. We got a few tweets out there. You know, we're for the month of April, we're up 13 followers. So that's a solid thing. We're at 286. Um, Aaron did most of the tweeting this week because, you know, again, I'm kind of busy. Um, what do we have? We had uh, the Hudson tweet, which I appreciated. The, you know, weighing in it, whatever pounds and raining from kind of thing. So check that out. Aaron, your face mask. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. I, so I was wearing a uh, Cactus Jack shirt and had a Mankind uh, face mask. So, you know, trying to be is safe. That, is that your Walmart supply run go-to garb now? It will be now. And then everybody's going to be like, that man is unhinged. <laughs> Did you get any compliments, Aaron? No. He's going to do like a dive off the top shelf at Home Depot. Like, Aaron, you know it. some like nasty-ass <laughs> Mark is going to come up to you and be like, hey, man, I love your mask. you be like, can you step back, sir? But also listen to $2 steak. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, though, actually, one of our, our – my, my, the tweets that did really well, and I'm kind of biased on this, is uh, AEW is running a hashtag this week on Dynamite about was like watching AEW or something like that. Uh, and I posted a video of Elliot, Elliot practicing his leg drops. So he is doing this thing where he climbs up on the coffee table and he climbs up onto the, the leg of the, or the armrest of the couch. And then he does a leg drop and I don't know where he learned that. And he apparently loves it. Um, so we did really well with that. That had like a seven or 8% engagement rate, which is pretty high compared to our like 1.9. I, uh, I responded to a Brad, uh, Ryan Satin tweet that got some, some, yeah, that did well too. That, that reply, you know, you know, leeching, but that's what we do. We're a shitty podcast and we have shitty social media. So DIY um, baby. <laughs> speaking of shitty social media, no shit list this week, boys. Sorry. Um, Oh, you know, yeah, so, we don't have time to talk shit on people. Yeah. So, you know, it's all about love and happiness, right? Um, ultimately, you don't get unfollowed when you don't post, right? So we've, you know, got a decent amount of followers and, but if people aren't out there purging their follows, I, I do it occasionally cause Aaron just goes there and follows any fucking willy nilly. <laughs> uh, and so I, I have to do that occasionally, but yeah, most people aren't out there just unfollowing people, particularly because if you don't post content, they don't know that they hate you. Um, so we haven't had any unfollows this week. Um, but we are, we're looking for, we're going to, we, we need to ramp up our content because we're looking to create more content by having people unfollow us because that's what the shit list is all about. Shitting on people that hate our content. I've gone through and muted a couple people this week. I've not unfollowed anybody though. Um, Who'd you mute? Uh, I forget his name. He's one of those like fucking open, <laughs> reopen whatever country people thing. <laughs> Can we call it big Mike's idiot. like fart list? <laughs> Yeah, but he follows us, so like I'm not gonna unfollow him because then I don't want him to unfollow us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to get those. Well, numbers. You know I'm <laughs> trying to pad those numbers. Like I am trying to pad those numbers. I'm trying to watch Cookie break his neck on Tolbert's gut. Ooh, <laughs> no faith, man. I swear, Aaron, do you have faith in me? Tolbert, no. Oh well, Tolbert, do you have any faith in Cookie? Maybe I might pull a swerve and oh, and what? Fuck up the whole game. Get to 500 first. Who He's knows? gonna pay oh. for some. Yeah, like Russian bots. It's going to be the second outbreak Aaron, of coronavirus because of all the Russian bots I are. All those sex bots. Um, 
Anyway, call to action. Please take the time to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at number two dollar stake underscore. Feel free to also follow us on Facebook at spelled out two dollar stake. Um, and for the love of God, take the time to interact with us because, you know, we're, we're bored. bored. <laughs> we know there's 24 of you out there, at least 24 of you. Um, interact with us, like things, retweet things. If you talk shit to us, you'll probably get mentioned on the podcast. So please talk shit <laughs> to us. Multiple tell, times. Tell your friends to I'll like us, follow are. us. Um, not only we're usually good about creating good content and having funny things, but you know, if you know somebody who enjoys wrestling, please have them listen to us because you know, we got nothing else to do, but try to grow this podcast. Um, so enjoy it. Tell your friends, shit talk us please do something because we're all looking for something to do at this point all right so is that it we good we good yeah that's it <laughs> like i just it's say not I just me okay in. i don't I, aaron uh thank you for doing what you do and uh i don't ever want to do this again i, 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 I want to do it again I like to not doing it again. Fun. Why not, man? <laughs> Luke, you were a terrible host. <laughs> I was great. Your I, internet you know what? Asked, ask the followers. They're gonna say I was great. That brings us to the strong Scott. The strong Scott. 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 With Mr. Liberace Shagwell himself. Cookie. Yes, sir. Yes. Tell us about your match. I had, and I might mispronounce this, but it's Hayabushi. Wait, wait. Before you do anything, Cookie. We would like to retract all the shit that we gave you last week for the uh, the. The mispronounce mispronunciation of the uh, the the name of thank you the Anawahi uh, people. So uh, there we you. go. I just want to let you know you were like, the closest. <laughs> all right. So Cookie, before you offend the Japanese, it's Ayabusa. Ayabusa with his teammate Jinsei Shinzaki. Well, listen. Who? Uh, listen. I do not. <laughs> um. I don't want to mispronounce this, but I'm going to try. And I don't want to say the Japanese team, so I'm going to say Hayabusa. 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 It's like a motorcycle cookie. <laughs> the Busa. The Busa. I'm just going to say Busa. Busa and Jensi. There we go. Busa and Jensi. What's his last name? What's his last name? Say his last name. I don't know his last name. Shinzaki. Shinzaki. Kinzaki. Shinzaki. We've covered Kinzaki. him before. You've had a match with him before. Did you notice that I only said his first name, though? I always said his first name because I could not pr- pronounce his Shinzaki. last name. Shinzaki. Okay, there we go. Shinzaki. Okay, Shinzaki and Hayabusa. All right. Gosh, messing up my intro. <laughs> Did we? Sabu and RVD. All right. You could consider them to be the best buds, right? You would like to think that. But during this match, uh, it just looked like RVD was, you know, the whole effing show. He was doing his shtick and whatnot. But Sabu just looked like a madman. Just like the epitome of like dysfunction was in the, in his eyes. <laughs> like you could tell that he was just he didn't he didn't know if he could trust RVD, but he trusted him enough to win the tag team titles with him. But he was saying all kinds of words like "fuck you." Uh, I don't know if you, did you guys notice that. Oh yeah, for sure. The whole time, I mean, it's the whole dynamic. You know, Bill Alfonso is trying to keep the peace between them, blowing his whistle. But the whole time. 
uh, you know, they're arguing. They're trying to figure out who's going to start this match off first. You know, who's going to take the limelight in this? Match. Yes, yes. And uh, I guess this was a, I guess this was a part of the storyline. I didn't know this. I didn't really get a chance to watch these two. Um, so like a lot of this stuff is new to me, dude. So, but like you were saying, Sabu was cussing out Bill Alfonso and RVD during their introductions and whatnot. Um, I I think he should have taken another hit or something, maybe or two just to calm down a little bit because Sabu <laughs> was a fucking madman. But anyway, let's get to the countdown. All right. Uh Cookies Countdown. <laughs> All right. What do we start with? Number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bro, the he fucked up chance. I completely forgot that that was a thing in ECW, but it was it's a lost art. And yeah. I wish they would bring it to AEW or anything. Really? Else. I always like it always they, made me uh, uncomfortable. It's they still it's do cringy. that sometimes. And, and wrestlers fear it, like especially the ECW wrestlers. Yes. About like they they hated it. You know, those are their biggest fears to fuck up to get that chance. Yeah, I I, did, I completely forgot about it. Um, I didn't even have to debate whether or not uh what Hayabusa did was a botch because the crowd did it for me. They called it a botch. He fucked up. It was awesome. Um, it wasn't like a super ugly botch, but it could have been nasty. You can tell RVD wasn't ready for it. He could have really messed up his knee or whatnot. But anyway, let's get on to number two. All right. Number two. Uh, the most unnecessary <laughs> move of 2020. Let's talk about it, boys. Uh, that would be, are y'all ready for this? Sabu has a modified camel clutch applied. And what the, what does RVD do? The whole effing show does what the whole effing show does. He does a springboard backflip over Sabu and Hayabusa, lands on his feet, and then hits a dropkick on the Hayabusa, Hayabusa while he's still in the camel clutch. <laughs> I know. I'm butchering his name. I'm sorry. Hayabusa. Busa. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> uh, but um, that, just, that one made me giggle. It, it's so RVD to do a backflip for no reason. And it just... <laughs> He's just like, let me do some cool shit, get a quick pop. Jensi tags back in, though. Hey, uh. Jensi tags back in and hits him with a springboard dropkick, clears him out of the ring. It was a really nice uh, one-two combination. But anyway, let's go to number three. Number three. Let's talk about Butterfingers. We got Butterfingers McGee over here. I'm talking about Sabu. Old Sabu isn't like your boy Cookie. He doesn't have the hands. And I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but he can't catch in the crunch time. When that water bottle was coming at me at full speed during quarantine 2020, I caught that water bottle. But Sabu can't catch a cat. He can't catch a chair coming at him from Bill Alfonso from outside. <laughs> Sabu looks like Deontay Johnson or James Washington, you know, some second-rate B player. Mike, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't, but I thought you caught a hand sanitizer bottle. Yeah, and, I a like and, a water bottle. and a water bottle. Okay. All right. He did both. Yeah. And all those talky good hands. I can't wait to get back to rugby practice, buddy. No, you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did, did you mean, What did Varnum call you that one time? Shinsei Nakamura. Oh, my. Uh, uh, what is it about everybody who can't there. catch? Uh, it was Obese Beckham Jr. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. This, anyway, continue. Anyway, 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 Sabu couldn't catch the chair, and I thought it was funny. Number four. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> You're supposed to give me the sign, Cook. You're making me look – you're sabotaging me here, dog. Sorry, brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sabotage. All right. Number four is the table debacle. It was so bad towards the end of the match. Hayabusa, he freaking decked Sabu with the right hand. That's how it starts off. Yeah. Someone's freaking cussing up a storm behind the camera. 
Oh my god. Yes. Was it not hilarious? Like so, did you catch that? They had actually had to censor the the fan uh that was near the camera setup. They had to, actually had to bleep the fan because he was cussing so loud. It was coming was. off on the feed. Yes. <laughs> and it was coming through clear. I was like, is that Paul Heyman? Is he pissed about what's happening right now? Like it was it, it was crazy. It's a different time though. Um, anyway, the table. Okay, the table clearly has a broken leg. It was just a shit table to begin with. But Jensei was like trying to hold it up, and like one of the sides had come down, so it was just like it was horizontal against the ground. And he's trying to hold it up. Oh, it just it looks so bad, and it it just collapses. Hayabusa tries a poor excuse for a frog splash, um, but the ending was pretty cool. Thank God they found a table. Uh, Bill Alfonso came in with that. Sabu and RVD hits a uh hit their opponents with the twin leg drops on the uh on the table pin them for the win that was awesome man how about that lead up them you know it got kind of wonky you know it got kind of crazy but that finish was awesome them both coming off the corner turnbuckles and you know, dropping through that table it okay was but was it not a little awkward just kind of like waiting for them yeah, to like get it was it was but they made I, I feel like they made up for it um it was good stuff was i was i was mad that we missed the high spot of um, the one guy going through the table because the legs buckled. <laughs> oh yeah, they, like the legs on one side had already buckled, and they're like, "Hey, fuck it, like let's just do it half a table." And then the legs buckled again, and you're like, "Oh, he's just gonna get like splashed on." Uh, oh, we just need another table. Yeah, it was like, "Fuck <laughs> it, get another table." And that's why I thought it was Paul Heyman saying, "Like, get the fucking." I thought it was Paul Heyman behind the camera, just like cussing up a storm. <laughs> no, it was a 1998 era typical wrestling fan. Um, you know, probably smoked uh, some dirt weed on the way to the <laughs> ECW show. <laughs> For sure. All right, so uh, let's go with the honorable mentions. Let's get to those. All right, let's do it. J- uh, so, Shinzaki, right? Shinzaki? Shinzaki. Now say correctly. There we go. Boom, baby. One for Cookie. His gimmick walking across the top rope. That shit was crazy. It's just... Oh, yeah, the crane, the crane style, type rope walk, the yeah. arm drop. Yeah. Beautiful. That was badass, man. Um, second thing I have. Bro, either I was very high, which I probably was, or Sabu was super high because I swear he stood still and pointed the RVD to pin Shinzaki. And then he just stood there as Hayabushi broke it up. He just had his hands on his hips, just kind of like waiting for something to happen. He just stood still like he was frozen. And uh, (laughs) he literally waits for Hayabusa to come and punch him in the face while he's just standing there, just kind of like, what do I do next? He's hot. (laughs) He was stoned. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he was stoned or maybe he had some animosity from prior drug charges. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. But my biggest gripe, my biggest gripe this whole match is with the cameraman. Sabu hits a hurricane runner off the top rope, right? But the cameraman doesn't catch the follow-up five-star frog splash where RVD changes in mid-direction, in mid-air, changes direction in mid-air, and hits it. I was like, what the hell, man? It's like, it looked like Aaron Varnum's work. Look terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> He's shooting. Bro, one more thing. I just realized Rolling Thunder is a bud reference. And I'm so ashamed of myself. Rolling Thunder, like the signature move of RVD. Yeah, dude. Um I, I didn't I didn't put two and two together. I was young at the time, man. Well, I've watched a lot of his stuff. RVD four twenty. Like all of his all of his references are, are are pot references or cannabis references. They are, man. It just like it just clicked today. I was just like, oh fuck, his move was called the Rolling Thunder. 
Rolling that loud, baby. But let's uh, let's go ahead and get to my cookie count. I'll do that. All right. I what do you give this? So uh, this is this is gonna be the edible count, cookie. The edible count. I like this. All right. How many edibles do you give this match? I got a little. I got a little thing here. So Finn Balor didn't lose, right? So that's plus one cookie. I don't think he was born yet. Well, possibly <laughs> maybe, that too. But so it's, so Finn Balor's older than you think, Tolbert. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. He was. I think he's he's in his thirties. I think late mid to late thirties. Oh wow! All right. Yeah. I, I I digress. Uh, so Finn Balor didn't lose. Already plus the cookie. They botched twice though. The table spot kind of took me out of the match. I'm going to give it three and a half cookies. Or, I'm sorry, three and a half edibles. <laughs> All right. There were some cool uh, spots in the match, though. I really All right. Like it. It, it was a fun match, though. I gave it to you because, I mean, it is 420 episode. We had to have RVD in this episode, of course, because when you think of stoners and wrestling, the yeah. first person that comes to mind is RVD, the whole effing show. I mean, because that's what he does. Um, he steals the fucking show. Yeah, and he was always so athletic and so over that he got away with that gimmick <laughs> throughout these times, uh, rocking 420 on his you know airbrushed you know singlet and doing his thing, man. And uh, he, he he was awesome. So I I, mean, I just realized cool. I should have given it 4.2 cookies. I'm an <laughs> yeah, idiot. There you go. Yeah. Four but, I mean, uh, he, he has woes. Him and Sabu got into trouble here and there. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Sabu, you know, dabbled uh, in his uh, side of things. Uh, and this is a couple of years removed from their uh, incident. <laughs> uh, referencing the, that shirt you got me, uh, Vardom, the best friend best shirt. Words. Best uh, friends. <laughs> yeah, RVD and Sabu got busted. It was in the middle of his title run for WWE. Uh, got busted with 18 grams of marijuana and uh, a few <laughs> other things. <laughs> That's a Gotta half ounce for you kids at home. The the sad part about this match is I was watching it and I was really like enjoying it, but I think it's Sabu. All I can think of is that Joey Janela documentary where he wrestles Sabu in like the middle of nowhere in front of like 12 people, and Sabu just looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks horrible is, now. He was still in his prime, you know. He he. Kept, well, that's he in '98. Like this is literally 20 years later. Um, yeah. The guy did a lot of shit. No, that's yeah, what I mean, dude, like between he, drugs he and just a lot throwing his body off crazy shit, it's kind of sad to see what this ends up as. I feel like he he always looked a lot older than I imagined he was. Like I think he was in his prime right now, so he's in his 30s, but he was like all scarred up and. But like he's a he's a specimen. He's he, he looks odd to say the least. Yeah. Well, when but, your uncle is the original Sheik, I mean, you're not going to be. That's so, true. But but that's <laughs> yeah, not the but, Iron Sheik, right? Original Sheik is different than the Iron. Oh, right, yeah, original Sheik yeah. is different. Yeah. So and they're from. You know where they're from, Mike? Alabama, Detroit, Bombay, Detroit. India, Detroit. Oh yeah, man, hardcore. They're from uh, Michigan, bro. Yeah, so interesting match. Um, did you happen to uh, hear the commentators mention that Hayabusa and Shinzaki uh, just got off a plane and flew like <laughs> 20 yes. hours? Yes. Just, and uh, I could you imagine being from Japan, you know, uh, going from that wrestling scene to an ECW arena and yeah. wrestling Rob Van Dam and Sabu? No. <laughs> you know? I dude, couldn't uh, imagine. Shinzaki's look, dude, was awesome. I like, love, all the, I love like, it, dude. The writing on him, it was yeah. great. He looked I, I mean, I, I like this. Everything, everybody looked good in. I thought it yeah. wasn't long, but yeah, there it had its it had its uh, ebbs and flows. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was a great <laughs> match. So, Cookie, 
Yes. Uh, let's hear your definitely haiku. Okay, so I wrote two. I'm going to go with this one. I think this is my, my favorite. The whole effing show. Hey, that table has one leg. Yo, Sabu, you high? <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Yes. He totally was high. <laughs> so you wrote a second? Let's hear that second. I did. I did, I did, I did write a second. Hold on. Give me, give me one second. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. He's lighting a big fatty for that pimp daddy. Yeah, he is. I remember when I was in my 20s and could smoke in my room. You just smoked a bong inside your living room. That was yeah, a very did. rare occasion. That <laughs> was, an, yeah. His wife also came in searching for what was burning. <laughs> <laughs> What's burning? There's dysfunction in the household. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, as long as I smoke out in the back deck. All right. Yo, Sabu, you high? Hey, that table has one leg. Damn, this is some good shit. You just rearranged it. <laughs> I rearranged it. Yeah, you rearranged it. You know what though he wrote oh. too? <laughs> the last line was different. It said, damn, this is some good shit. All right. Now, uh, thank you, Cookie, for that, uh, that contribution to this podcast. <laughs> okay, I think the first one was good. Whatever, guys. It was good. Uh, it, was, it was great. It you really asked for it, Chris. Barnum, our uh, faithful sound tech for this past couple weeks. Uh, tell us about your match, buddy. So I had uh, X-Pac against the reigning European champion, D'Lo Brown. And it's from Judgment Day 1998. It was in October of 1998. It's the same night as uh, Big Mike's matchup. Uh, first, before we, we get into the actual matchup, I, I just have to ask you guys something. Yes. Yes. Are you ready <laughs> <laughs> to bow to the master? <laughs> we'll break it down. We'll break uh, it down. So the first thing we see is the uh, Degeneration X um, X coming up on the the screen, and uh, it was a big deal, man. Nineteen ninety eight, Degeneration X started to get a couple more members. Uh, it was not Shawn Michaels and Triple H anymore. It was Triple H and. Uh, X-Pac and the <laughs> New Age Outlaws in China and sometimes Shawn Michaels. And it, it, it was just becoming like an NWA kind of, an NWO kind of thing for the WWF, you know? This is were, like, this is like peak Attitude Era. And this is when I really started watching. So this is what I, like, you guys have your Stings and your Ric Flairs. I have my, like, my Xboxes and my D-Lo Browns that, like... Which is interesting because I, I, was, I was talking to Tolbert beforehand, and I'm like, bef in 1998, I could not give two shits about D-Lo Brown or yeah. Xbox. For some reason, like, I would just turn the channel when, when either of those guys came on, and, like, it, it was just not something that I would appreciate. And now that, like, you know, I'm older and I know what good working is and what good matches are, I'm able to kind of see past that and be like, you know what? This, this was actually a pretty good little matchup. Um, X-Pac comes out um, with China by his side, and I completely forgot how their intros gave me the biggest headache. It, it was just quick what? cuts, quick cuts, quick cuts, quick cuts between the Titantron, between X-Pac, between the crowd, and it's like one second, one second, one second. It, it's just 
you know, they're trying to be cool and, and be different. So they had like a different kind of entrance like that. Um, D'Lo Brown comes out and, you know, he's the European champion and he is billed from Milan, Italy. <laughs> so I'm glad you caught that. So uh, he made the commute over to make the show. Uh, which he didn't. He, he was in New Jersey at the time. <laughs> And uh, so D'Lo Brown comes out, and he's, he's got his head shake, man. D'Lo's head shake, I don't know how he didn't, like, you know, break his neck. His like throw a shake, disc? Oh, my God, it's amazing. Aaron, Aaron, can you just say you better recognize? You better recognize. I like it. <laughs> I loved uh, D'Lo's, like, swagger about it. And he's got this chest plate that they keep making reference to, but you see on the back, it, it's just something that, like, a catcher at a it's baseball like game. like I used to, like, wear playing paintball at the right, time. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he's got this chest plate and it's supposed to give him an advantage. I don't know. Like they, they allude to that a couple times. It never comes into play during the matchup. But anyway, so it's the European champ. Which was kind of it, it was kind of a tertiary championship for WWE at the time. You've got your, you know, your your top dog, the WWF champion. Then you've got your intercontinental champion, and then you've got your intercontinental, then you've got your European champion. There's so many titles, man. Throughout this match, you know, they're, they're teasing stuff. X-Pac had the Bronco Buster. <laughs> and he throws, he, he uh, whips D'Lo into the corner. D'Lo is set up for the Bronco Buster. And if it, you're not familiar with that, it's your opponent is laying prone into the corner. And then you come in and just, like, teabag him. It, it's basically what it is. It's you jump the in the teabag. Yeah, it, it's a teabag sort of thing. But it, one of my favorite spots I've seen ever in professional wrestling happens in this match, and this is the first time I watched it. I watched it last night, and I look, and they've got the camera shot behind D'Lo. It's right over his shoulder, and you see X-Pac coming to do the Bronco Buster. And I'm like, oh, God, it's, it's an early Bronco Buster. All right. He jumps for the Bronco Buster, legs spread eagle coming straight for him and D'Lo brown just puts his foot up and i've never seen this counter before <laughs> brilliant straight to the taint of of x-pac right hits him right in the taint and x-pac literally flies back spread eagle about six feet and it was one of the best counters i've ever seen that's pretty much the reason i gave you this match when i saw that i was like oh oh my god I have never seen that spot before, and it was hilarious. I could not believe how awesome that that spot turned out, you know, and it just looked yeah. good. It makes <laughs> so much sense. Right, exactly. And why I'm wondering, it, why like, do people do that? How did X Pac like take that without like you know popping a nut? You know, like adrenaline. It was tight. Like, oh God, man, he had to have a cup or something. And did you, you hear the roar of the crowd? The, the ooh. Right oh, I, uh, oh, I talk about the, the fans here in a second. Oh, my bad. So, I, and, and watching this match, I didn't realize how unconventional X-Pac's offense was. Like, he's a very – he's a bumping machine. He's very good. He knows what he's doing. His stuff doesn't look – like, it looks sloppy, but it looks effective in a way that, like, I, I, it's hard to explain. He tries to do it again and, uh, the, and misses, and I, like, a butt – offense thing like he's like a dog in a dog park that keeps using his ass as a <laughs> as a weapon you know what i'm talking about <laughs> oh yeah it's like the ricochet offense it, it's well rick no i'm not even gonna go in there <laughs> so x-pac is like a, he's a bumping machine throughout this match and it's great uh, the fans are idiots i hate all the fans um 
it's that time, and we, we touched on it during Mike's. It's 1998. The fans are the guys that want to get on camera and just do the suck it sign. So you're like looking <laughs> in the audience, and there's like 50 people running down the aisleway. To Not get, even paying attention to the match. No, and just doing the suck it sign. And I'm like, oh, God, all right, whatever. Everybody's flicking off D-Lo. Like, people are just full of vitriol and hate. Like, these are the angriest fans I've ever seen. But they are in the match, though. <laughs> they're in the match. They're, they're ooing and on. And, and it's cool that, you know, something that's, that's not as prestigious as a WWF championship is getting this kind of heat early on in the show. You, you know what I mean? Like, where, where these guys are actually getting the reaction that, that nowadays, like, the main event would get. Yeah. Which is interesting. I, I don't know. Like, they were saying that it's a sold-out arena, and, and there was a ton of people. And uh, Jim Ross makes, makes a reference to my favorite college football team. He says, next week we're going to be in Madison, Wisconsin, home of the Wisconsin Badgers. And then uh, Jerry the King Lawler says, the worst line in all of professional wrestling, don't badger me, JR. <laughs> I was, so, I was so mad. It was so terrible. Uh, anyways, uh, the match keeps going on. D'Lo Brown puts on a Texas Cloverleaf. Shout out to our boy Terry Funk. Puts into the, the, the Cloverleaf. You think that he's going to tap. He doesn't tap. X-Pac still remains in the matchup. China interferes, gives a nice forearm shiver to D'Lo. You think that's going to be the end of the matchup. But no. They're both still in this matchup. Shout out to Mike Kyoto, who was fired this week from WWE. He was your head official at the time and also a, one of the longest tenured referees in professional wrestling up until this week. Takes a big bump from D'Lo Brown, gets knocked out of the ring, and here comes Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. Holy shit, I forgot how huge Mark Henry was. Massive. This guy is just a barrel of a human being, and I, I just forgot how big he was, you know? Dude, yeah. Wide back, man. <laughs> just a big dude. And apparently, he had some, like, shtick going on with China at the time where somebody has a sexual harassment suit against the other, and, like, you can see him walking down the ring looking at China and licking his lips, and it was just very uncomfortable. And he comes up, and he tries to, to grab China's on the butt, you know? She turns around. And, and this, this interference has nothing to do with the match and it has nothing to do with the outcome. It doesn't really do anything in the matchup. It distracts X-Pac for one second. D'Lo's able to hit X-Pac with a ring bell, I think. But uh, no, 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 no. He, he, he gets his belt and hits X-Pac with the belt. And, you know, that's going to be the end of the matchup. The match is done. Uh, but no. X-Pac kicks out at two and a half, and then D'Lo goes up to the turnbuckle, goes for the lowdown, which is just basically a modified uh, frog splash. X-Pac catches him midair and does the X-Factor and wins your new European champ and currently not flying because he got arrested at an airport, X-Pac. <laughs> yes. Oh, so what did you think of the match, Farnham? This was supposed to be uh, 
a very thrown together mid card underrated match. I, you know what, man? Like I, I watched it a couple times, and you know, the first time I watched it, I enjoyed it. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, and I appreciated it. I really did enjoy it. The second time I watched it, I liked it even better. I thought that it was a good matchup, two solid competitors. It is a good mid card matchup that keeps the fans engaged. I thought it was a very uh, good back and forth between the two. Like I said, X-Pac had some very interesting offense that I was not very sure about. And uh, D'Lo was just solid throughout the whole entire thing. But um, I will say one thing. The fans in the crowd had some of the best signs I've ever seen (laughs) at a professional wrestling uh, match. So that's why I have a top five of the signs I saw in this uh, thing. So why don't you tell us about them? Number five. Wow, still on my shtick, dude. I <laughs> love getting head. Uh, and it was L-U-V. Uh, you know, everybody loves that. You would think that these wrestling fans, you know, like the head gimmick from, from Al Snow, they were very, like, subversive with, with their references. They're like, I love head. And, you know, they're not like they're, – they're saying things that can incorporate Al Snow's gimmick into it, but not being overly vulgar. And this guy just went for it. And he's like, I love getting head. I love it. I love getting head. He had to throw that getting in there. Yeah, the, the, the getting just threw it all off. Like, I love head would have been fine. Uh, number four, um, we have got one of my favorites, because I don't know who they're referencing to, but guys, I just want to let you know that Badass is back. Who's Badass? I don't know, but he's back. <laughs> number three, Vinny's got a sweet tooth. <laughs> I remember seeing that sign. And, 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 and I'm thinking about this. I, I, are they talking about Vince McMahon? I don't, I don't know. Like, does Vince McMahon like candy? What, what, what's going on here? But Vinny's got a sweet tooth. Number two, and this one is uh, appropriate for this week's episode. It says, pothead with a down pointing arrow. <laughs> it's, yep. it's, it's just, I'm a pothead. All I right. am. What I am. <laughs> and guys, uh, you know, number one, my, my number one sign, the smartest sign I saw, the most, like, witty, and, like, it, it just was a perfect encapsulation of the time and my sense of humor. Number one sign for Judgment Day 1998 is Doug Farted. <laughs> oh! <laughs> we finally no have bad. an answer. You, no Actually, bad. Cookie, you had a really good one from your match. Uh, which I thought was creative and funny and obscure at this all at the same time. And it was soften them up. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get it, but, uh, you know. I did notice that, too. <laughs> soften them up. <laughs> all right, boys, uh, for the official haiku of the week. Yeah, give us the non-psychoactive haiku. All right, so this is the sober haiku of the week, but it's also your official haiku of the week because this is the high spot. You got the high spot, buddy. You have the coveted high spot. On 420. On 420. All right, so here it is, boys. You guys ready? Taint Bronco Buster. (laughs) Mark Henry digs some China. Okay. Who farted? Twas Doug. <laughs> oh, you do some Shakespeare in there, buddy. Twas Doug. Twas, Twas Doug. Doug. Oh, and that probably wasn't the last time he farted. No, I, 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 I farted too. I, why is my sign? 
And Doug farted all night that night. <laughs> well, uh, that was awesome, boys. Thank you for your haikus. Thank you for, uh, I don't know, indulging me in these uh, 420 <laughs> antics, <laughs> if you will. Um, yeah, I can't wait to hand the helm back over to Vardom Town. Do, do, do I get back. it back? I am officially yeah. back. No, it's my turn. love of God, take it back. <laughs> Just let me do what I do and uh, <laughs> boys do what they do. And, uh, you know. Uh, boys, I, let me tell you, for, you know, I thought each one of you guys brought your own little thing to the hosting gig, and I, I appreciated not having to do everything each week. It was good. I was, I, I'm proud of each and every one of you. Um, in descending order, it would be Mike, uh, Tolbert and then Cookie at the very bottom. <laughs> oh, really? Are you still shooting on me? <laughs> I'm kidding, Cookie. You were, you did fine. No, whatever. But I, I think you guys did great. Whatever. I think the the fans appreciated not hearing me talk the entire time, uh, and it was good. It was something different. It was something that that we will delve into again someday. And uh, you know, even one day maybe we'll give Mike the the high spot, Tolbert the the strong style. I'll take the. Um, the hosting gig because Cookie would not be hosting again. So Cookie, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> this is terrible. So, Tell guys, yeah. thank you. Thank you for yeah, all you did. You. Tobit, I, wrap uh, us up. Happy 420. Enjoy your festivities. Do what you have to do to stay sane and stay healthy. And, uh, you know, roll one up and light it up. And uh, listen to for this pimp daddy. <laughs> roll a fatty, yeah. boys. Yeah. And, uh, have a good one. Have a have a nice day. <laughs>